Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and you're watching Disney Channel. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Sorry, I've always wanted to do that. If you know, you know. Happy June, friends! It's an exciting month filled with so many wonderful celebrations, from Pride to the official start of summer, hey, to my birthday. <laughs> it's also got the kickoff to a brand new Disney Channel original series called Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. And lucky for you, we have one of the stars coming to your Mickey Mouse ears right now. Haha! <laughs> Today's guest is performer and environmental activist Mariana Borelli. Originally from Venezuela, Mariana has carved out a home in many countries throughout her life. From attending college in South Africa to then studying theater and forming her own theater company in London, Mariana is a true woman of the world. In 2009, she began a professional acting career in Mexico City and quickly became a Latin American celebrity for her roles on series like Paramedicos. After racking up tons of credits and acclaim, Mariana set her sights on Hollywood. She now makes her U.S. debut in Disney Channel's original series, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. The family comedy follows Violet, an everyday Mexican-American teen who is chosen by a magical luchador mask, which transforms her into Ultraviolet, a superhero fighting crime. Mariana shines on the show as Nina, Violet's mother, and principal of her daughter's middle school. The series marks an important moment for Disney, featuring a cast made up of a diverse group of Latinx actors, as well as Latinx talent behind the camera, with a writer's room filled of people of Latinx heritage. Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion debuted on Disney Channel on June 3rd and will begin streaming on Disney Plus on June 8th. When she isn't on set filming, Mariana is a real-life superhero fighting for environmental justice. She is the co-creator of Amai, a 100% natural, sustainable, and plastic-free cosmetics line. We discuss the origins of this, her acting journey, working with Disney, and so much more. As always, please stick around for your post-interview kindness tip of the week. I also would love for you to go follow us on social media at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul. It's a lovely hub for us to connect on. We share bonus content about the episodes and also announce really exciting things. Actually, this week we have a huge announcement coming, so stay tuned, friends. We'd also love for you to be so kind as to leave us a five-star review. <laughs> Just saying. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the magnificent Mariana Borelli. Hi. Hey. Hello. How's it going? I'm good, Robert. How are you? 
I'm great. You look like you're glowing in front of this this window right now. Well, yeah, I found my light. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I know how to do. I actually found my light. Yeah, as actors, like I feel like that's a skill you need to pick up early on. Otherwise, nobody can see you, you know? Nobody can see you. And you can look really strange when you're badly lit. Like, not even beautiful or ugly, just strange looking. Like, just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we got lighting designers, you know, yeah. it's an important job. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. They say, be friends with the um, cinematographer, be friends with all the grip people, and be friends <laughs> with the makeup artist. And that's it. That's your career. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Step true. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I always love about Disney. And we're going to get into your awesome new project. I just feel like the lighting and the aesthetic is always so colorful and beautiful. And so it's like eye candy. You could watch it on mute yeah. and it would still be just as much fun. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is true. Although our show has a, it's got a different um, color. I don't know if you watched the trailer. Um, I got to watch the first episode, actually. Who are you? Have Why you, have you, you not seen it? <laughs> yes, I've seen episode one. That's it. Oh, okay. That's all I got to see. Although they did, I think they sent me the first two, but I got it last night. So I only had what? the chance to watch one. How? How were you able to do that? That's the Disney amazing. press team is pretty magical. Yeah. It's, it's pretty a, magical. What? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a perk of the gig that I always love. It's like if someone told me I would be getting to watch TV for a living, I'd be like, are you kidding? What? Yeah. And I loved it. Oh my, oh my goodness. I'm going to get into it and I'm probably going to compliment you this entire time. But before I do, there's a question I always like to start out asking people who've kind of, you know, reached success and are, are doing what they love and are very visible. And it's a very simple question. How do you feel you are at taking compliments? <laughs> <laughs> not great, not great. Honestly, not great. I think um, it's one of those things that they say, don't believe it when it's too sweet and don't believe it when it's too um, sour either. You know, I feel like one of the things that helped me stayed focused and sort of like, of course, shaken, but not like removed from the grid. It's been to stay pretty neutral, you know, like some people come and tell you. I remember when I did my first TV show years and years and years ago when I was one of the series regular and it was a show that changed my life. And, and I thought it was remarkable. And everyone was like, this is it, Mariana, from here. Hollywood's going to call you and that's it. And we're never going to see you anymore. You're going to be like, and it didn't happen. You know, yeah. um, other things happened, which were incredible. But I, I've, I've, I've learned to treat this career with a lot of respect and a lot of um, not, not, um, not believing everybody all the time because it can get very intoxicating. I mean, mm. either way, the good and the bad, I think it's good to kind of, do the work, really, I pour myself into it. I am really, like, I'm a hard worker. An actor's um, actor, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, that's what I like the most about my career, working, like all the, all the, part, all the other parts around it kind of like make me shy and I feel uncomfortable, but the actual acting part mm. is the part that I love the most. So going back to your question, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate them and I think they, they are, they're necessary sometimes they help you you know um move and they help you i don't know whenever you feel like things are not flowing um but i take them with a grain of salt like mm. i receive them really appreciatively but at the same time i don't intoxicate myself with them yes. you know i i don't stuff my face with them mm. yeah it's like a nice frozen margarita you need the salt along the rim you know to kind of keep you in check you can't you can't yeah, go too sweet exactly Exactly. If you go to sweet, then you lose perspective of what's good and what's not, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think that's really interesting. And it's something we touch on this podcast a lot, which is the difference between being kind and being nice. And I think in the entertainment industry, you get a lot of people who are nice and kind of blowing smoke up your butt, but they're not exactly genuine and kind. Mm -hmm. And so for me, being truly kind is being genuine and authentic and you know, on the other end, it's being able to kind of receive what someone's telling you, because if we can't receive that love, you're not really connecting. You're just kind of putting mm -hmm. up a wall and moving on. And, and it's not as authentic on the other end. So I think it's cool you brought that up because I've heard that and experienced that, you know, just through these conversations. You know, I kind of touched on 
certain things that kindness means to me. But before we really dive in to kind of unlock the door of our conversation, I would love to know, what do you think kindness means to you? Kindness. Yeah, definitely not nice. It's not the same to me at all. I feel, I feel one of the difference has to do with the intention. It's the intentionality behind the word kind. You know, it's, it's that genuine, thoughtful, uh, empathetic um, ability or quality in a human to, to foresee life um, a little bit away from him or herself. Like, you know, to, to be able to see him or herself as, as a part of a unity uh, of many other things instead of um, thinking that, that we're separate, you know, and, and I have to be nice because then I, I'll be able to find this other thing. I'll be able to get this, you know. It's, I, I don't feel like it's a chess game, really. Mm. I know so many people feel that, but I, I feel like it's a, yeah, it's an, like, like what you said, it's creating connections, meaningful connections. And I think kindness is a beautiful bridge to be able to build those connections. I love that. That's so sweet. And I think that speaks to, you know, why you're having so much success and so wonderful to watch on screen, because for me, kindness goes hand in hand with the arts and acting and storytelling. And I think if you're genuinely connecting and you're kind of, I don't know, sometimes it helps me to think about the bigger picture and where my role fits in versus just thinking I have to nail this. It's all about me because it's not, <laughs> it's obviously not. And I mean, you yeah. know, especially when you're starting out and you're doing those co-star roles that are like two to three lines and you're like, how can I do this? It's like, you're yeah. just serving a bigger picture in a story. Yeah. So I love that. And I, I'm sure that probably helps you with acting as well. Yeah. It, it almost kind of like gets you out of your mind because I feel like our mind plays really, uh... Oh, yeah. Nasty little games sometimes. Oh, yes. Listen, I'm but like, it, I want to hide myself from the Zoom. I don't want to see my face. My mind's, there's a million yeah. things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that um, in whenever you can strip yourself from all those thoughts and judgments and, you know, all the things that are popping up constantly in your head, you're able to be much more truthful to your character, first of all. Because if you're judging your character all the time, then poor person, you know, like, mm. like Nina is full of flaws in so many ways. And I love all of those because I feel like that's what makes, I, I feel like those flaws make her human, make her like three-dimensional, make her re relatable, make her, you know, mm. uh, a working mom uh, full of flaws and full of wonderful things and trying to do her best, honestly. Yeah. Um, but but failing a lot of the times, failing miserably, <laughs> and sometimes recognizing that she fails, and other times being like, no, I wish I didn't fail. You know, like just being yeah. a human. Yeah. And I think kindness helps you really not judge that process mm. that your character is going through, and that you as an actor go through with your character whenever you are, you know, becoming somebody else. Mm especially the whole physicality of your character. Not all your characters have to be fit, have like abs, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's very important not to put your own personal expectations and desires onto your characters mm. because it's really heavy and, and sometimes it doesn't belong to them. Most of the time it doesn't belong to them. So, mm. so I think kindness, especially kindness with yourself as well, you know? just being kind. This is not... This is not about, you know, uh, me in this moment. This is about serving the story as Nina. And what does Nina do? What, what is she? You know, what role does she play in this whole macro world? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think kindness is fundamental in life in general. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I, I want to get into ultraviolet and black scorpion after I kind of decipher what kindness means to you. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your career. But while we're on the subject, you know, right when we meet Nina, without spoiling anything, I think the first couple lines where we see her in her principal role at the school, you know, she's giving this wonderful sage advice, but then you find out she's reading it off the posters on the wall. Yeah. And so I think that kind of encapsulates what you just said, which is that She's a hardworking woman doing the best she can, and she wants to have this good intention and give this good advice, but she's kind of taking the easy way out because she is flawed and she's probably has a million things going on. 
And it's a very funny yeah. moment and I'm probably overanalyzing yeah. it. No, but it's true. And also you you get to know her further down the line. She's super, like she's a tiger mom and she wants her kids to excel. Like she is, uh, she, I mean, talking about expectations, she has high expectations for her kids, you know? Yeah. And I mean, she's kind of saying these things to her daughter because she knows that she needs to be understanding, but she really wants to say like, why did you fail? You should have expelled, you know what I mean? <laughs> but she knows that she cannot do that because that's not the way um, the psychology tells you to do it and to deal <laughs> with, you know, obstacles. So you have to encourage. So she put up those things up there because otherwise they don't come naturally to her. Mm. She's much more of a what did you fail? You should have done it better, you know, mm. that kind of thing. But so you can see her, like she pulls and pushes all the time. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's super cool about the character. Mm. And that truth is what allows for these comedic moments, you know, even on a funny family show, it's like, if it's rooted yeah. in truth, that's why we keep watching. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I know someone for you, you know, speaking of, I guess, leaders and role models, one of the ways Disney is so brilliant at kind of advertising their shows and just being such a wonderful company, I think, in, in many ways, is they have these fun promos. And I saw one with you talking about your hero, who you said was your grandma growing up. Yeah. I would love to know if you have any stories of acts of kindness you received from your grandma or even just a lesson that she taught you that you feel like stays with you today. Oh my God, so many things. She was, she was uh, fundamental for me growing up. Um, she was a writer. She was uh, a novelist. And, and she had this incredible imagination. At the age of two and a half, I was able to recite poetry because she taught me. Um, um, so she was a big time lover of literature and arts. And I think one of the, one big reason why I'm here today is because of her she I used to play characters in front of her and she would encourage me she'd be like do this do that she would be very um super brave so I would go to the park with her and she would let me do things that my mom would let me do for instance you know she would be much more daring she was the opposite of what a grandma normally is Mm -hmm. you know like grandmas are like these women no no no. my grandma was like a force and she was like do it and we used to imagine we used to roller skate on a roof and she would watch us but she'd be like yeah do it like you know <laughs> and we were always safe and it was always but it was fun hanging out with her it was incredible she would teach us poetry she would teach us uh, she'll have like a big chest in her house full of paints and books and maps and you know, like a really good treasure for the imagination. Like, uh, yeah. So she was kind to me in so many ways because she showed me fearlessness. And I think that's, that's to move away. I think kind is equal to love. And I feel like fear is opposite to love. So I mm. feel somehow fearlessness has to be on the side of kindness, of yeah. love, you know. And, um, and she... Yeah, she taught me about the sensitivity and the sublime, the, how sublime the arts are. You know, mm. they're these intangible things that just make you feel so many things, undescribable, um, mm. undescribable, but yet so fundamental in our life. That's so beautiful. Uh, you're making me think of my grandmas, who I'm also so lucky to have, and to take away that lesson of fearlessness, which 
you know, I think when we boil down the two emotions, that's what they say. It's fear and love. Those are the only two emotions when you mm -hmm. boil everything down. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that they taught you that is so beautiful and lucky and, you know, shout out to the grandmas everywhere. We love you. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I think, you know, in reading about your story and researching you, from what I could find, you sort of lived this almost nomadic lifestyle where you're always moving around and you got to experience a bunch of different cultures and places, which is so cool. And I'm not sure if, if she was with you all the time or just, you know, someone that was in and out. But I guess when I look at your life, you, you're kind of constantly in a way having to start over and make a new place a home. So do you think that's a, a skill you still have today? I mean, that's what we do as actors, right? We go into a new project and we immediately have to be kind of comfortable and make it a, a new family. Yeah. So I, I see that parallel really strongly. Wow. I've never seen that, but you are totally right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. My life for, I mean, and my parents are not diplomats or anything. It just happened to be that way that from a very young age, I wanted to go, I wanted to go and study elsewhere. And I heard about this um, scholarship of these schools called United World College and I applied and it was a very long process of selection. And then I got picked when I was 15. So I left Venezuela, I was born in Venezuela. Um, and then I moved to Swaziland and now it's called Eswatini. It's a little, little tiny country in the Southern hemisphere of Africa. And it's right next to South Africa and Mozambique. And I lived there for two years and I did international baccalaureate there for two years. And it changed my life. Can you imagine someone from mm. Venezuela, from a little town, Barquisimeto, like a little tiny town and moved. And I kind of like moved across the globe and I lived in Africa for two years at the age of 15 until I was 18. And then, yeah, almost 18. And then from there, I fell in love with theater. And then um, I tried um, some schools in London and I got accepted to one of the drama schools in London and I decided to study acting and I studied contemporary acting in London for four years and then and then I moved again to Poland to do some physical theater and then I moved to Mexico I lived in London for eight years and then I moved to Mexico and I lived in Mexico for 10 years and then I moved to LA and then I booked this job <laughs> This so, is just a magical adventure. I, I, <laughs> and I don't want to gloss over the fact that when you were in London, did you start your own theater company or did I make that up? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I did. Because that, that was what I studied. I studied um, contemporary theater. And that was mm. one of the things that they would encourage you to do, like not to wait for the phone to ring, but to create your own work and to create your own stuff, material. Um, so I created a theater company called VIP Theater and we created a show called Caviar and Chips that did really well. We went to the Edinburgh Festival and wow. we got signed by Time Warner back in the day, like 2007, six. And then we had a contract with them for a year and because we were the only female comedy show that was on. Um, so I've loved comedy from forever, like since forever and an English comedy you know that's where I learned how to do comedy in England so mm. which I think is brilliant um, oh so brilliant so brilliant um so to be able to do comedy here is a dream it, it's beyond because I love drama but comedy I find it deliciously hard and <laughs> rewarding and mm -hmm. I find it almost like doing maths on, 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 on stage. It's like mathematics. Like it feels like, you know, although like people think like, oh yeah, she's so funny or he's so funny. There is so much rhythm right behind mm. it. It's like music. You can't really just, because it's all about timing. And if yeah. you deliver in the right time, then it works perfectly. And if you don't, it flops. You know, I think there's a, there's a science behind the laughter, which is... Mm fascinating for me yeah and especially coming from that british comedy world i i feel like that's all really grounded and rooted in truth where when you're filming these scenes there is such a timing and a rhythm but at the same time it's like everyone is playing the truth of the moment so well and is taking it so seriously it's not like you're playing a joke i think a lot of people mm -hmm. think you're going mm -hmm. in there trying to be funny it's like no mm -hmm. you're trying to connect with each other as your real characters and that to me is what's funny in life the the really yeah honest, truthful things, you know? Yeah. And the tragedy behind that, right? Because yes, yeah. The tragedy behind our own realities can be 
it can be hilarious honestly yeah yeah <laughs> yeah grief and like all these really dark things mm -hmm. i mean they're not overall funny but they have very funny moments and there's things yeah. that are just ridiculously funny that you can't even believe are happening so yeah that's yeah, so absolutely. true i agree yeah. yeah well your international body of work is so impressive and i think i could probably steer us down a very twisty rabbit hole of that but you know we're here to talk about your latest project yeah i just admire how you shaken things up and you moved to la and you know, now you're making your US debut in Disney Channel's upcoming show, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion, which I've already said multiple times, and I'll say it again <laughs> when I record your bio, which will probably be very long. Yeah. So how did, how did that come about? Was it literally like you moved to LA and this happened almost right away for you? No, 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 no. I oh, came okay. to LA. No, no, no. I came to LA and then I, 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 because I got married and then I moved to LA with my husband who is also a, an actor. A mm. uh, wonderful one as well. And built-in um, self-tape partner right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go, guys. Roberto Aguirre. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and then and then we just got married and I I became pregnant really soon, unexpectedly soon. So um I spent my whole, you know, pregnancy. I created this brand that I have now for Amai, which is like a you know, um eco-friendly cosmetic, like clean beauty. Has to do with shampoos, conditioners, plastic free, uh, but that's another story. And oh no, I want to ask you about that later on. So, it's okay, fine. yeah, yeah. So that that happened while I was pregnant, and um, I gave birth, and this audition came about when Sienna, my daughter, was about five months old. I was like, okay, I'm gonna start taking, you know, some auditions. See, but my mind was so uh, focused on my daughter. It all happened really quickly. Like first I did an audition and they were like, oh, they want to see you for a callback. I went, I did the callback. But my mind was like, okay, I'm, I'm breastfeeding. So I'll do the callback. Thank you so much. And I'll go back home and I'm like, okay, CNS time to eat. You know, my mind was, which was so helpful mm. because when the process started getting, when I started getting closer and closer, when I had to go to Disney, which I went so many times to do like producer session and chemistry reads. Oh, and yeah. The first one I did was with Scarlett, the girl that plays. We were the first two people cast. So wow. uh, at first it was me and many other moms and Scarlett and many other girls. And we would spend hours at Disney, you know, like there would matches, there would be like Mariana and such and such put together, we'll do a scene and then out and then Mariana and somebody else and then Scarlett and Mariana. And then, I mean, Scarlett and I like kicked it off like immediately. I was like, please let it be. <laughs> But what, I, what I'm, my point is that um, during this whole process, I was so, you know, I would go to the bathroom and I would like pump, you know, I was thinking, oh my God, I don't want the milk to come through in the middle of my scene. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it really helped because whenever I would leave Disney, I'll be like, okay, I'm going, I'm on my way home. So I would get home and the Disney audition would stay somewhere else. Mm. And I would focus on my priority at that point, which was my daughter. And that was beautiful because every now and then I would get a call and they'd be like, they loved you. They want to see you again. I'd be like, great, amazing. You know, but it didn't, that didn't become my life. Yeah. That, that was a part of it. And it was a very special thing that was taking place. But my focus was my daughter. Mm. And I really feel that casting directors can smell desperation. Mm. And I was not desperate at all. I was like, this is great, guys. I'm having a great time. And the process was beautiful because it was always like a huge table full of people at Disney, <laughs> which can be a little bit nerve wracking. But yeah. because it was a comedy, they would all be laughing out loud and like hitting the table and like really enjoying it. So it was almost like going to the theater for an hour and doing your thing and then mm. leaving yeah it was it was great so finally imagine we booked this role in about like by the end of 2019 december wow. 2019 that wow. was a long time ago yeah and then and then we were going to do the pilot and then covid happened mm. um and then and then we filmed finally the pilot in 2020 2020 in october and then other things happened within the show that needed you know some changes needed to needed to take place and then we thought at some point that the show wasn't going to go and uh, and the show finally did in new orleans which was also a surprise 
Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow, what a journey. I mean, so many things just popped up into my head, which is that when I talk with people and for myself personally, you know, whenever I book something or people do that's really big, it's when you're not focused on it. It's when you're not putting your all into it and so nervous that you're overthinking it and coming across desperate. It's when you're just a person having fun, which is kind of why we all get into this anyway. So I love that. And I think that's such a great reminder for the actors listening. because we have a lot of actors that listen to the show. Second of all, you know, I have friends that work for ABC and Disney casting. And, you know, we all know firsthand how hard it is to not only get a show to the casting process, but to be cast on one of these shows, specifically Disney in that legacy brand, it's like next to impossible. I mean, you're like in the negative (laughs) 1% of people. It's a huge deal. And then to have that actually go after all these trials and tribulations, you know, congratulations. I mean, it's just insane. You are in this VIP club now where you're also playing a Disney Channel parent, which I think is another kind of like iconic thing. You know, we all love our Disney Channel moms and dads. And then on top of that, you know, you're a principal. And so what I really got from the first episode and just the premise, not in a preachy way at all, but just from watching it, is this through line of like female empowerment and of course, representation in such a wonderful way. Can you speak to what that means to you? Because it seems like women in comedy, you know, you said when you were starting up was huge for you. And in a lot of ways, things have gotten better. But just what does that mean to you now overall? That's a good question. Um, first of all, the whole women thing, I... I... I find it the script the, the script is written in such a way which I love because the comedy doesn't come from the fact that I am Latinx or that yeah. you know my ethnicity or that we eat tacos Mexican food or that the enchiladas are spicy no the joke comes from real life from from real issues that anyone goes through and uh, there isn't like they don't really add an accent on our ethnicity it just happens that we're latinx you know we're a family Mm. um, of latinos and that's it and 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 some things are really kind of representative of our culture but other things are just people trying to live their lives and trying to make their ways um a little better make their means you know like it it doesn't have to do with like they are latinx this is Mm. the theme it's not a theme and a friend of mine said to me said hey marina have you realized that you're doing white people's comedy and it really hit me i was like what's that even mean (laughs) but yeah you know like the comedy that it's written for white people which is like you know it's not it's not ethnic comedy as it were it's not i'm not making fun or i'm not uh creating comedy out of my own um circumstance as a immigrant or as a so i find that freedom on the script is fabulous it's beautiful i love the fact that um they were like we love your accent this is the accent that we want in the show do not change it do not like this is this kind of like slight accent you have we want it Mm. because it's a woman that wasn't born in the united states it's someone that came when she was young and when she was uh, doing university and she had already like spanish was her first language and it was the same for the dad but um so i loved how embracing they are um, of the fact that the show is Basically, it's mainly about Scarlett. It's mainly mm-hmm. about the, the role Ultraviolet, who is a Latina uh, girl superhero, mm-hmm. which is it's a really beautiful combo to have. And whose mom is a badass. It's not the school, you know, cleaner, or it's not, not, that, that, not that it's not incredible, like if mm-hmm. you're a cleaner or whatever, but like we are being put always in, under the same sort of, categories and this is this woman is a school principal the dad is a nurse um you know we're breaking the stereotypes that Mm -hmm. have have been kind of have been created for so many years on television for latinx Mm -hmm. you know so to break all those boundaries and to be able to be daring i feel like someone asked me like three words that would define ultraviolet and black scorpion and i said hilarious 
uh, endearing and daring because mm. I feel that the, the creators of this show to have the vision of a family like that with the issues that you'll see them deal with in, in a time where you don't see when you students see this kind of content on television, it's very daring. And, and I think this is what changes the history of TV in, in certain moments. Maybe I'm being super like, you know, high expectations, but I think no. we don't have anything on TV like, like ultraviolet mm. yet. Yeah, I think you're so right. I mean, I know growing up, it's like Disney's always done a better job, I think, than a lot of places at having representation. You know, they always had a lot of female driven shows. I feel like when I was growing up, their big mm -hmm. ones were like Hannah Montana. That's so yeah. Raven, you know, yeah. but now to have something like this that your daughter, you know, can watch yeah. and children that are young and, and their minds are being shaped, they can take this in and see themselves and not have the stereotype. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. To see that they can see themselves on TV, they can see people that look like them, and they can see people that maybe sound like them. And I think that shapes culture and that yeah. shapes society. I mean, whether we want it or not, TV and, and entertainment shapes the society that we live in and, and, mm. and sets, you know, bars for what's to come. Yeah, it is very exciting to see that my daughter will be able to see a show about a little young girl superhero who is full of loss as well mm -hmm. who is not the perfect child at all but it's brilliant i mean i feel i don't know what you feel but i feel like everyone will fall in love with ultraviolet oh definitely i think so right from the start it has you i mean it's just yeah. different it's also i think very much shot differently than a lot of the disney channel shows it's yeah, more epic. the color thing yeah yeah and it's like more cinematic absolutely it's not a sitcom-y setup it's it's very beautiful to watch and in like these sweeping shots with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, speaking of working for Disney, I would love to know, how is it working for Disney compared to the other productions that you've worked on? Because as a creative, it always seems like Disney is the fairy tale. It's the dream that a lot of people want to reach. So I would love your perspective on that. Yeah, um, well, I've been lucky to be able to work with so many, so many wonderful people. Honestly, like I've been super blessed in that regard. It's funny because you don't work with Disney, you work with the showrunners yeah. and you work with the production company that Disney uh, hires. Mm -hmm. So Disney is still super far away, you know, in a strange way. You know, I think yeah. the closest I was to Disney was when I was casting for it. Yeah. That I would go to Disney all the time and I would see uh, people there and I would be sitting there in those beautiful sofas and, you know, all colorful. And it, it felt like a fairy tale. I was like, what am I doing? This yeah. is real life. <laughs> um, but then when it comes down to also because we are in New Orleans. So mm. it feels it, it feels like a production. It doesn't necessarily feels like Disney. Um, but the showrunners that we have are the most incredible people. Um, I love them profoundly. They're incredibly talented, sensitive, inclusive, uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So it's been a fairy tale to work with them. And they were hired by Disney. So somehow mm. I, I got my <laughs> Disney doses through them because they are fabulous. Yeah. Mickey Mouse wasn't on set every day. Are you kidding? I know, right? What? I know, I, know. <laughs> I did receive a popcorn maker with a Mickey on top. So oh, okay. I mean, okay, I okay. Mean, I, they don't even need to pay me. I'll just take that. 
That's amazing. I think you're going to start to see things get, your life is going to get more Disneyfied, I think, as it starts to air because the Disney <laughs> fans, yeah, it's going to, it's going to get a whole lot more magical. So when you're not filming, you're like this environmental activist in a lot of ways because you created Amai, you're the company that is sustainable, plastic free. It's a cosmetics yeah. line. I think you have soap and like so many different things. So yeah. what made you decide to start that? Well, I don't know how to not do anything. I don't know how to chill. <laughs> I can tell you're busy. Yeah, but we, you know, it's, I have a friend of mine who always says to me, like, if I say, oh, I'm going to the Caribbean or whatever, he's like, don't do a documentary. Just chill. <laughs> <laughs> don't do a documentary about your holiday. Because mm -hmm. I'm always like thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know if it's a good thing. Uh, loads of the times it's not yeah. great that I, I have actually learned over the past months how to relax. You know, after mm -hmm. I finished the first season, there was a feeling that I, that I needed to give myself time and I needed to learn how to give myself time not to be producing something else. So Amai came about when I was, when I just moved to uh, LA and I didn't really imagine, I was working in Mexico constantly and then I moved to LA and then, quiet I mean I have a manager at the beginning I thank god I had a manager from the beginning who's still with me and I love her so much yeah but at first I mean I was a new face and they really didn't care that I had a really good career in Mexico they were like okay what has she done here and it was this thing mm -hmm. of like nothing but give her the opportunity and they were like but what has she done and she's like nothing and you know yeah, it's kind yeah. of hard to break that um but eventually we did uh <laughs> but so it was slow at the beginning it felt like what am I, I'm not doing a whole bunch of things. And I was like, what should I do? And one of my biggest passions, if not the biggest, is the environment, like how to improve our lives in a way that the supply chain doesn't harm people, environment, animals, etc. Hmm. Um, and so I was trying so many, I love, I have so much hair, as you can tell, I have so much hair. <laughs> thank you but um i won't need a wig i i don't think for a long time um <laughs> but um I, and and then i used to buy loads of conditioners and creams and hydrating masks and la la, la. Mm -hmm. and sometimes i didn't like them so i would buy the thing and i try it and then it didn't work and i didn't know what to do with it and suddenly i found myself surrounded by plastic bottles and i was like this mm -hmm. isn't good this is horrible I'm actually, so I started, I went to one of those famous stores for like shampoo, solid shampoo and conditioners. And I bought pretty much a little kind of sample of each. Mm. Nothing worked on my hair. It was horrendous, dry, like that. And I was like, this is horrendous. What are we going to do about it? So I was talking to one of my friends uh, who is also an actor in, in Mexico, well, internationally, but, um, and she was in the middle of her postpartum. She had a baby at that time and the baby was like three months old and she was having a really tough time. Um, and I used to spend a lot of time in her house and I said like, listen, we, we need to do something. And she was like, okay, why don't we make them? And I was like, hmm. what? <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, let's, let's find somebody who can make them and then let's, let's work on it. And I was like, okay, okay. And that was it. That was the beginning. And then we spent like nine months trying basically my nine months of pregnancy yeah. i was i was creating a mic and a mic came out on our online store on the 8th of may and i gave birth on the 28th of may 20 days later wow so basically you yeah. are twins yeah yeah <laughs> i had twins nobody's ever said it like that but i had <laughs> twins totally and my and sienna are exactly the same age mm. oh so, wow uh -huh. and the idea was to create products that were made out of um, organic, non-refined um, oils, et cetera. And they weren't covered in plastic, so solids, and they're all wrapped in rice paper, which is also compostable. So mm. after you finish your shampoo, there's nothing left. You can put this in your compost or you can put it in your uh, recycling bin. And that's it. Um, and yeah, so. That's amazing. So that's yeah. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to have to check that out. Everybody go check that out. I'm going to buy some out. because that's amazing. And that's super 
great it sounds like not only for you but for the environment so it's kind of yes. a win-win you know yes absolutely I know we don't have too much more time left, but before we leave each other, I would love to play a surprise game if you're down. <gasps> it's okay. super easy. It's it's really not much of a game, honestly. Okay. But it's it's called the compliment game. And basically I reached out to someone in your life to get a quote of what they love about you or I just asked for like a couple sentences of something they admire about you. I sent a lot of DMs, okay? And you know, this person <gasps> got right back to me and um you're gonna have to try and guess who it is. Oh my God, okay. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the okay. okay. It's the compliment, 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 compliment game. game. Okay, I think yours has a hint. So I, I think it'll be a little bit easier for you, but you can ask me yes or no questions and I can try and give you more hints. I don't really know anything, but I'll try my best. So I need to guess who this person is. Yeah, so I'm going to read you the quote, and then you have to guess who said it. And it's someone you know. But I know, is it close or someone that I know? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think you guys are, you, you're pretty close. Okay, okay. Okay, awesome. well, well, I mean, we'll find out. And if it's awkward, we'll you know out. what? I'll edit it out, and I'll cut it out. <laughs> no, I think it'll be good. Okay, so here's your okay. quote. All right. Mariana is one of the most fun, creative, most genuine people I know. I'm honored to call her a friend who I admire and learn so much from. I couldn't have gotten through the jazzy city of New Orleans with anyone else. Uh, Ethan. Yes, Ethan Gray. Yes, Ethan. You that nailed is, it. I nailed it. The jazzy is, I can, I can almost hear him say it. <laughs> yes, I'm glad he added that in because I was like, I feel like there's probably a lot of people who learn a lot from her and admire her. So yeah, we, got, we need a little hint in there. Yes. Thank you, Ethan. He was so excited. So oh, how, how do you know Ethan? Ethan, how do you know Ethan? I know you just sent him. Well, I DM'd him. <laughs> <laughs> now we're friends. Okay. Uh, he's marvelous. He was our acting coach on set. Oh, amazing. He was incredible because this is another thing that I didn't really know uh, because in Mexico it's done differently, but a show here has, we did 17 episodes, I think. 18, mm. 17, and every episode or every other episode will have a new director. Mm -hmm. yeah. We who have who would come and be like, "Hey, I see Nina this way," and I mean it is great. But by episode fourteen, you pretty much know what you know what you've been building, and they haven't yeah. even seen that much. So it's kind of like, oh, uh, so um, so Ethan would be like our constant. A director would come and he would, you know, he would fill them in. It was beautiful to have him. And also he's an awesome human being and we had so much fun. But Oh, yeah. that's so lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Again, I'm going to let you go. But my final question before we part is if you could please share some kind of tangible kindness or wellness tip that you think listeners should incorporate into their daily life. So for example, you kind of gave one before when you said, that you, your instinct is to keep busy and do a lot, but you've learned to slow down. Mm -hmm. And so I think encouraging people to slow down is one. Something small and tangible that you just think people should do more of. Uh, listen to other people. I think it's really special when, because I feel that we live in a world where everybody wants to talk and maybe nobody wants yeah. to listen. And sometimes when we listen, we're able to go into, um, other people's, you know, reality, which are usually very different to the realities we assumed they were living, you know? Mm. So I feel like less assumption and more listening would be a good tip, I think. It's, it served me well. Because sometimes when I assume, I'm normally wrong. That's the thing. When I'm like, I don't understand why it's such and such. And then I learn more about them and I'm like, of course, they were going through a really <laughs> tough time. I should have listened. Yeah, so mm. listening is, is one. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's such a great one. And I think it's super important with acting too, right? You got to listen to your scene partner. Big time. If you're not listening, you're not responding, you're not connecting. So <laughs> I love that. And I, I love everything you're doing. I thank you so much for your time today and just for everything you're doing to make the world and our industry a brighter and you know more eco-friendly place so it was lovely to meet you thank you 
Thank you, Robert. Likewise, thank you for the space and thank you for your podcast. It's beautiful that it's so oriented to kind kindness. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you. I, I can't wait until the kind words start flooding your social media pages after people watch the show. Oh my God, so exciting. Okay, the 3rd of June comes out on Disney Channel and then on Disney Plus very soon after. I'm not allowed <gasps> to say the date, but right very soon after and we're going to see many episodes from Disney Plus at the same time. So Wow. That's exciting. That's going to have a That's huge very reach. exciting. It's yeah. such a fun show. I mean, I saw the first episode, but I can tell you everyone's going to love it. It's got everything. Yeah. I mean, it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got these really sweet moments and these fun characters. So congratulations on that and thank you again. Thank you. Guys, I don't know how to leave a Zoom room and I've done a million interviews, but I'm going to click the button. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. In sticking with today's theme of superheroes, today's kindness tip is to recognize both you and your loved one's superpowers. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, Rob's lost it. (laughs) I can't fly or punch through a brick wall. And I'm like, wait, what? You can't? (laughs) Am I the only one who can do that and run at lightning speed so I'm the first one in line at the bakery every morning? (laughs) Okay, sorry. While we may not have actual supernatural abilities, we do have natural ones that we should celebrate. Maybe your superpower is being a really excellent planner. Perhaps you're like me and one of your superpowers is multitasking or, I mean, attempting to. Whatever the case may be, sit with yourself for a bit and give yourself credit for something that makes you, you. To make this an even kinder exercise, I challenge you to flip it on its head and also write down some of the superpowers that you see in your loved ones. And then call them up or send a text and let them know that you admire that about them. I'll go first with my fiance Cassie, who may or may not be hearing this through the bedroom door right now, (laughs) by saying that I truly admire her superpower of leading with kindness and treating others as she would want to be treated, no matter what she's going through. As a teacher especially, I know she always does her best to lead by example, and I really love that about her, and know that she will continue to do that wherever she goes. Oh, she said thank you. I also love you all and am so grateful you tuned in to The Art of Kindness with me today. I would say your superpower is just picking really awesome podcasts, you know? I think that's definitely your superpower because you chose this one, so thank you. We'll be back soon with a really, really thrilling episode and possible giveaway. What? Ah! But mum's the word. Go check us out on social media. That's all I'm going to say. Until then, remember, everything's going to be A-OK. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.